Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's our co-host. Oh, I pointed the wrong direction, Randy. Co-host Randy Riggs is coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B Minus out here in sunny California. Randy is dressed as though he is in the tropics or perhaps... You're, uh, what, what, what are we, what are we doing? Are we roasting I, a pig somewhere? I mean, it's, I like to, I like to think of today's show as a, 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 a bit more of an odyssey than normal. Today's odyssey takes us to the Yucatan Peninsula de Mexico. That's we're exactly down. what I was thinking. I yeah, love this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on the Caribbean. We're, we're, we're surrounded by this ancient culture of Aztec and Mayans. Uh, and uh, and I think that plays a lot into the pairing today. So I thought I'd you know dress appropriately and be ready for this journey. So you're gonna give us a 10 minute spiel on uh, Aztec and Mayan history. Oh, we prepped for that, right? Bro, you want to talk about? <laughs> you wanna talk, I mean, seriously. Well, yes, we can get there. We can get there. Sure. Why not? Those dudes. Uh, they, we, those dudes sucked at making calendars. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was wasn't there a movie with John Cusack that said the world was going to end a couple of years ago or something like that? 2012. You know, in, in the defense of the Mayans, at no point did they make any predictions. They just like ran out of stone, as far as I can tell, and that just happened to be it was like hundreds and hundreds of years later. Someone came and was like, "Look, their calendar ends on this date in the future. That must mean the end of the world." I don't I, like. I think that was. That's like that's like so like somebody found my like calendar in the kitchen, you know, my 2016 right. calendar, and I look at this. They thought the earth was gonna end in 2016. Exactly. Pictures of his grandkids exactly. end right there. That's that's pretty much how I see that whole thing going down. Yeah, and and they definitely did not cast John Cusack in that movie, so we can all move on. Mm. Um, Randy, we are wrapping up the. Uh, sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, I was I was going to talk about the Cusack siblings. You think, but, are you thinking but, of the day after tomorrow? No, it's that's actually pretty good. That's with. Uh, oh man, Dwayne the guy. Again. I, I, I don't, We're doing it again. It's not my fault. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The day after tomorrow had. Oh. Um, no, who was the guy who played the rookie? No, that was Earthquake. Man, I like oh. the Rock. No, that was San Andreas. Oh, which right. was about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak was about uh, Jordan. We talked about this offline, right? Uh, no, the movie I'm talking about, I think, was called 2012, because that was oh, the year we were all supposed to die. Hell yeah, and yeah. then they made these big submarines or something. Spoilers, but it was terrible. Uh, we can all move on. <laughs> we're here to wrap up the chocolatey segment, Randy, of season three. Indeed. And 
man, it is uh, a 60s spy from the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no, you, like, you look like the guy at the beginning of Jurassic Park that comes to give uh, Newman the money to get in the, the thing of Barbasol. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, in the Barbasol. Are you supposed to be a secret agent? Uh, Dodson, we've got Dodson here. I I, I prefer um, uh, International Man of Mystery to oh. Secret Agent myself. But there's there's nothing mysterious about what you're wearing. <laughs> there's nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Um, I don't even know what that means, Randy. We can all move on. Uh, we've got we're wrapping up the chocolatey segment. We're smoking a brand new cigar. Indeed. We are drinking a recipe that comes from a long time ago. Uh, that Randy, I'm sure, is going to tell us about at some point. Uh, I couldn't actually find a, very, a specific recipe for something called Mexican hot chocolate. Uh, I found a bunch of different ones. And, I mean, they all kind of boiled down to hot chocolate with some cinnamon in there. But I'm sure there's more to it than that. Um, we've already talked to the guys in Colorado. Anything else we need to do at the beginning of the show, Randy? Oh, go uh, ahead. Hit the, hit the share button. Go ahead and share, share the show the for like us. Button. Do it. If you're, hit the subscribe uh, button. Go yeah, review. if you're watching live. Hey, go subscribe to our YouTube channel because leave us, leave us uh, like Today. a little review on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in on podcasts, we appreciate it. Uh, Patrick Larkin uh, struck again, Randy, uh, like two days after last week's episode. Uh, I mentioned um, C's peanut brittle. And sure enough, a box of C's peanut brittle showed up at my house. And I've basically eaten the whole thing myself. I've gained 12 pounds this week because... Winning lottery tickets. Winning lottery tickets. Yeah. So we just say it and it appears? just have to say it? Yeah, yeah. It appears? Yeah, I don't think it works that way. Um, But thank you for that, Patrick. uh, The household, the Robbie Raz household, mainly me, uh, has enjoyed that uh, deeply. Um, Let's talk about the pairing, Randy. We are smoking. See, now we didn't get the ones with the fancy bands and they've got like little ribbons that go top to bottom like stirrups almost on like old baseball socks stirrups. oh i got those oh well i didn't <laughs> uh, uh anyway but i didn't i haven't ordered any yet so there's that but uh we are smoking the drew estate underground 10 and i can't believe that the underground has been around for 10 years it feels like it originally came out just like 10 years ago mm-hmm. i know that's crazy and we are drinking a Mexican hot chocolate. I'm going iced, Randy, and I'm drinking the Abuelita from Nestle, which I'm guessing is, uh, Randy, you will poo-poo this and frown upon it. But uh, this was all I had access to. So that's that's what we're going with today, and we are going to get into it here. Let's, You know what? I feel like it feels weird. I haven't introduced the guys in Colorado, even though we've already seen them and already spoken with them. But I feel like I need to introduce them, so I'm going to. Uh, how's everything going at the Dojo Dugout, boys? Look at this! Look at this beautiful box. Hold on. All decked gonna... out. That oh, that is yeah. a gorgeous presentation. This is the Corona Viva uh, version. Oh, look at that! That's just pure, pure sexy. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the boys at Drew Estate really did hit a home run with the presentation on this particular cigar. It's I'm just gonna keep when, you out. when you get this, you feel like, man, I got something super cool, and it is super cool. So. Uh, Good on them. It's a fantastic presentation. Well, not even to mention the uh, the merchandise uh, that they put together. Um, for some reason, uh, Drew Estate sent me two uh, packages of the um, of the Undercrown Ten uh, swag kits. Uh, so I got myself two of each of like this, like really cool, like uh, over the shoulder bag with this really nice knife in it. 
uh, uh, travel humidor where Robbie Rez going. <laughs> you'd almost um, you'd almost thought, Randy, that they would have sent one to Robbie too. You need think. I guess you not. Would think. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I don't. Just, I don't make the cut, boys. Yeah, I no. I, apparently, they like me so much. They sent me to. I'm not sure if Rob's got lost in the mail or what happened there, but uh, it, inside, I mean, they, they've got the perfect cutter. Um, it's it's literally going to become my new cigar go bag. Like it, I, I'm taking it golfing. I'm taking it traveling. I'll have it in Vegas with me. I'll have it in Colorado with me. I'm taking it to Hawaii with me. Why not? You uh, gonna put that thing under your pillow. I might, I might, but then I'd be afraid that that meddling tooth fairy would come and try and steal it and leave me a dollar or something. Not, and, and that's never good. Way more than that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but to, to Robbie's point, I did want to say, you know, there's nothing wrong with Abuelita. It is a, uh, it was a brand. Um, it, it is produced in Mexico. It's owned by uh, Nestle now. I myself went with the brand Ibarra. That, that's what we got. Ibarra. That's what we got. Yeah, Ibarra is, is real common. You find this pretty much everywhere. Also a Mexican brand. Um, my favorite of this type of chocolate would be uh, Rey Amargo, uh, which is like uh, King Bitter is how that translates. But that's a, a real high-end one uh, known to Jalisco where I travel to f- with frequency. But uh, but I wanted to go with something that everyone else could get. And so as, as Robbie said, there's a lot of different recipes. Um, you know, you I, I found some with tequila. I went ahead and went with rum myself for mine, uh, and then I went on the rocks. Uh, so, so um, I know it's Mexican hot chocolate, Robbie. I, I didn't want to mess up the show or anything and do something oh, too we different. Talk, but we uh, talked about that last week. I'm on the rocks too, baby. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hot day, so I went on the rocks uh, with rum. There's a little bit of mole, a little bit of chipotle. Um, so I, I I got some added spice to my yeah, Rob. What's up? What what's happening on the top of your glass? Uh, that that you, would be you teased us with a, yeah, what's the story and here? cinnamon. Ooh. It's a how, it's a pretty standard classic Mexican. Uh, how did that go? Chocolate. Now, did you guys <laughs> <laughs> make them hot and add ice? How did this? How do you get the yeah, chocolate stirred in? Yeah, you basically have in? to because you, you've got to dissolve the chocolate okay. uh, okay. up front. And so I actually went with a, a few different types of chocolate. I, I went with the uh, I went with uh, Scharfenberger's. Um, powdered cocoa as well as the Ibarra, and then a little bit of sugar as well. And like I said, some, uh, some pre-made mole that my wife prepared for me and, uh, and, uh, and chipotle powder. That is, that's an odyssey Dang. in and of itself, my friend. Yeah, because yours, I'm looking at yours, and that's significantly darker than what I'm working with over here. Mm. Although I do, it does seem that I need to stir mine up a little bit. Mm. But uh, I just went, um, I wow, guess, with... Rich. With the recipe of the beverage that we were supposed to make, yeah, um, <laughs> I just I just made abuelita Mexican hot chocolate. I did not add any uh, any alcohol to it. I was considering adding some rum, um, but I didn't. Uh, in retrospect, maybe that was a mistake. <clears throat> we'll see. Have you even ever watched this show before? Rob? I have. I have, but that's, that was one thing that I said, Randy, during the live videos, which I know that you don't watch because you'd have comments about them if you did. Um, <laughs> I say stuff. I say stuff on these, these shows, uh, mostly I'm directed to, at I'm going to have to check that out one of these days. You should. You should check it out. Uh, they're well attended. Um, anyway, I, and that was one thing I mentioned that I reasoned that I thought this was kind of a cool uh, and like all-inclusive kind of pairing is it could be – it could be – um, uh, non-alc. You could add anything you want. You could add, 
You could add vodka to this if you wanted to. I probably wouldn't. I'm not a vodka guy. I was uh, considering going with a more basic rum, like a clear rum, mm. or maybe a, a something like a, a a Gosling's Black Seal, like a dark a black rum, which just is colored with molasses. It's basically the same thing. Um, that has a little bit more flavor to it, but not a lot. I didn't want to go over the top with something like a uh, Diplomatico or anything like that. Uh, but I also just wanted to have the true experience. Um, so that's uh, that's what I'm going with. I did put it over ice. Uh, and to answer your question, Jordan, yeah, this this took actually took a lot longer to make than I anticipated. Uh, one tablet requires four cups of of milk. So, uh, and then you got to stir it, bring it to a boil, and then cool it back down. So it was uh, it was quite a process. And then by stir it, what you obviously mean is the Molina Madera <laughs> that. Um, that is uh, typical for this beverage because this here uh, ha- has a, a breaking point for the the chocolate bar, and so you kind of start by oh dude get, no. Jordan get that uh, okay, get, make right. a gift of that yeah make a gift no, of that I, I, <laughs> uh, so you, you break up your, your your chocolate bar and then you you hand spin it and this is a very very effective whisk and uh, a very rough. classic again as an Aztec as an Aztec beverage. This is um, something that's uh, quite traditional that you would find to make a uh, a spicy and alcoholic um, Mexican hot chocolate. Wow! Yeah, you get a nice froth with that too. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's uh, I was one thing I noticed, and that's that might be the only kitchen utensil that we do not have. Everything, <laughs> everything in is in that kitchen except for that, whatever that's called. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what it's called. Um, I actually did a little search to see if I could find if there was like pre-made like craft Mexican hot chocolate that you could buy like a, a bottle or two or whatever of. Um, I saw some, but I didn't see any of them locally. So uh, I, I thought that might be kind of cool to get something that was Ooh. a bit more artisanal, but I didn't uh, just went with the same thing. Imperial Stout. The oh, so uh, yeah. Yeah. That's smart. a good beer. That's smart. That's good beer. Yeah, good no, choice. that's that's a great one. Yeah, it looks like uh, Chad's Chad was also uh, uh, sipping on a Mexican hot chocolate uh, stout made at a local brewery. It, it is a great flavor combination. Um, you, you know, it, it obviously goes really well with those sweeter, roastier, darker beers. Uh, you know, what I would say about a Mexican hot chocolate is, uh, you know, it's layers of flavor. And that's why I really wanted to go like full um, Chicotl, uh, you know, Aztecan um, kind of uh, tradition because um, you know in that in that region where Oaxaca is today, where the Aztecs uh, primarily were, they use a lot of hot spices in their in their cooking, in their beverages in general, and um, and so you know again using different chocolates, I use a little bit of sugar. You got that, uh, you know, I, did, I even did a mixture of milk and half and half to really get that creamy frothiness as you hit it with the, with the, you know, um, Madera uh, Molino. And, uh, yeah, very, very intense and, and complex beverage, I would say. So just real quick, Randy, can you give us what's the, what's the, like the classic flavor profile? Like we're talking about hot chocolate here, but what are like the classic spices? I don't think we've actually mentioned that yet. Sure, yeah, yeah. cayenne or or pekin uh, would would be what you would commonly find in that area. Chipotle works as a as a probably a little bit more of an American twist 
like I said, it's what I use is uh, all Chipotle is is uh, is smoked dried jalapenos, and so um, so yeah, you want you want a little bit of spice again using mole. Uh, the mole is gonna have um, dried poblanos, which are ancho chilies and uh, chili the um, chili uh, like Fresno chilies. And, and ancho chilies uh, go in with the chocolate for for the mole. So it's uh, it's several different peppers. Uh, again, I mean complexity and layers of depth of flavor are really like the the true signature of a Mexican hot chocolate and how it differs from uh, what we know in America is hot, hot chocolate. Yeah, that's that's cool because and cinnamon too. I think is kind of a, a basic. I don't think we mentioned that, but uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, great point. I I have not made hot chocolate. Um, in a long time. Uh, sure. I haven't made hot chocolate using milk probably even longer. No. And now that I've made hot chocolate using milk and I've put it in ice, you, I'm remembering that n- nasty little skin mm. that grows on the top of your uh, the milk there if you let it sit too long, and I don't like that. <laughs> I think that's probably from heating the milk and then cooling the milk gives sure. you the, the skim so you get a little bit of the fat uh, actually separates out and settles to the top. Doesn't necessarily grow. I don't think make, you make it sound like it's a bacterial like pellicle or something. Sure, <laughs> it's it's a it's a membrane, Randy, that uh, grows between uh, myself and the the chocolate, and I have to uh, keep stirring to make sure that it doesn't quite coagulate. I don't know if that's the right word, but that's, that's what I'm going with. Word. It is, yeah. I, mean, I was going to take this into a place like. And, and reference the movie Alien, but I'm not going to. Um, so, so well, we can... I gotta ask. So, the guys in in Colorado, did you guys also go with the non-alcoholic version? Yes, and we're doing it hot. We're doing all the versions, or at least I am. All right, so starting with the hot. Then, okay. once we're about, I'm about halfway gone, let it cool off on its own a little bit. Add in okay. the ice, and then maybe at some point I'll add in whiskey. Do all three. Yeah, there you go. All I, in the same I, glass. I like it. I would think that uh, if you want to add a, a spirit to it, you definitely need to go cold. Because I, yeah. I, I just don't, I just don't like hot drinks. Mm. I'm just not hot, a guy. Hot that, toddy. Yeah, not, it's not really my bag. My wife loves them, Tom and Jerry's, that type of stuff. I, I can't get down. Yeah. It just tastes weird to me. Even a, even like a, uh, like an Irish coffee. I'm not a big fan. Mm, I like that. That's stuff. good. Actually, yeah, I, 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 I gotta say, boys, the. Um, the nose on this Mexican hot chocolate's really unique. Like, you can really smell the cinnamon and the chocolate, but there's something else. I don't. Something in I there. I can't quite put my finger on I it. I do wish something. I got a little fancy like Randy because I just expected there to be a little more spice in it. It's mostly just like hot chocolate with cinnamon, I feel like. It does. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd have to incorporate, add that yourself. Um, well, you'd think you're buying Mexican hot chocolate and they would get the ingredients for you. But. You know, I have seen – I did see a, a mention of a couple different things as I was going through a lot of different uh, uh, recipes. I didn't even know this existed. You guys know we, we just talked recently about unique bitters. There is actually a mole bitter mm. available. Um, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I, that would I, be great in this actually. Yeah, I searched for it. I wasn't able to find it locally. I would have had to order it online, and so I opted to just add uh, my own mole. Uh, this is just a, a, a real, uh, a real uh, small addition. It was literally like a, a teaspoon of uh, pre-prepared mole into um, into the beverage, 
and then um and then i also saw that you can buy a product that i think abuelitas makes i think they make a chili infused chocolate bar um version that's also not anything that i found at the at the mexican market here locally um so it must be a, a limited release special order type situation but uh, uh the thing that you thought you had there jordan does exist it's just not the the common one i guess yeah there's uh there's a few different versions of abuelita according to the website here um <clears throat> but i don't know the difference there's well abuelita and abuelita instant that's an easy difference. Uh, but then there's Marqueta. I don't know what that word means. M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-A. Marqueta. It's like a cockroach. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that Marqueta is. Abuelita is, is grandma, so I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that, that cockroach makes a lot of sense for the competitor brand. It's a grandma. It's an old it's an cockroach. ancient translation, though. So. Yeah. Cockroach. Well done. Well done. Um yeah, I, it's, I think we're having a slightly different experience. Mine is, I can definitely smell the spice. I can definitely taste it. Uh, but it is much more cinnamon than anything else. But I do agree with you that there is another layer in there. There's the kind of chocolate, but the chocolate's actually kind of mild. Um, and there's that spice. But there's there's also like a, almost like a, a condensed milk sweetness. Mm. Like a different, yeah. a different type of... There you go. ...of lactose kind of sweet... That's yeah. in there. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And, and, and I wasn't thinking. You, you said Marqueta. Marqueta is like the little, um, the little Mexican market. Yeah. Mm. yeah not cockroach. It's not actually. cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> well, at a Mexican market, you might find one. I don't know. It's possible. It's anything's possible. Man, I think true. Uh, Robbie's honing in on that that we, that flavor. That there's it's yeah. Uh, at it's least something that I couldn't yeah, wasn't picking up on. And the only reason that I would have any thought of what that flavor is because I've never actually not until recently, ever tasted sweetened condensed milk just on its own? Because it's kind of gross. It's like gelatinous goo. Like, I don't... I'm not the cocoa. I, it's, yeah, that's that's the only reason that I know that flavor. And, and that's where it's kind of... This is pulling me towards that uh, a little bit. Um, this is much more like that beverage than I thought it was going to be. Obviously, they are very different. Um, but uh, who would have thought that we would have a segment where we would have two cream-based, uh, you know, I, ice I drinks? I literally thought the same thing. We didn't even like really put that together when we were no. putting this. Well, because I, uh, I think Me I think Mexican hot chocolate. It's going to be I'm drinking hot chocolate. I didn't think that I was going to, you know, ice it. Which I'll be honest, it tastes better hot than it does cold. If I, I think I would have enjoyed it uh, better uh, at hot, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, we are smoking, as I said, the Underground Ten. Um, since you guys have the fancy uh, presentation and, and I don't. Uh, I'm glad that you shared that with the group. That was very nice of you. Um, so the, the the blend on this one, uh, Underground has been around for obviously for ten years. Now, I, Randy, you weren't there, but uh, Jordan, were you? You were around when uh, when well, uh, Underground I, I Ten? I was just or were you? getting into just, the scene, you know. I so I don't remember it launching or anything like that. Well, so I, I actually remember that that afternoon in Nicaragua, the day that uh, <laughs> the very first one came off well, the you, you were table. you were part of the board meeting uh -huh. that uh, that, mm -hmm. that finalized the blend, if if memory serves. <laughs> but Eric, you can you can back me up on this, and I'm sure I didn't really research this or, or look it back up. But I remember when when Undercrown came out, it the the story behind it was that the the rollers at the factory they really enjoyed smoking. Um, they were smoking the, the Ligas, they were the Nines, the 52s. 
And uh, she's like, guys, you can't, we can't have you all smoking this stuff. It's just, I mean, these are expensive cigars. You're smoking more than you're rolling, that kind of thing. Um, so they came up with this blend, which was, you know, a bit toned down as far as maybe the quality of the leaf wasn't quite the, the highest primings and such. Um, and it was kind of a, a bit of a mix of the two. Well, they put and the uh, they put the San Andreas wrapper on. They definitely, yeah, the wrapper was the biggest change, obviously. But yeah, you're you're on the rest of well, the blend. Yeah, it was supposed to be the same kind of cuts, more or less. Stuff. Yeah, the same, the same. The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I I left out the wrapper part, but that that was the biggest part. Well, yeah, well and that's that's what led to them actually being told that um, it wasn't even the the cost of it. It was the 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 super rarity it was to the stock cut uh, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. So there was enough of the broadleaf that that is still the binder in this Liga. Um, they just couldn't, uh, they just didn't have enough of the wrapper quality leaf to allow them to smoke through that because demand was so much higher than they could produce at the time. Uh, yes, Randy, well said. Uh, I think most of that is true. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, so, so the Underground 10, so the original Underground, Underground Maduro, San Andreas wrapper, as uh, Eric uh, reminded me, uh, Connecticut Habano binder and fillers of uh, Nicaraguan Habano and Brazilian Matafina. Uh, the blend on the Undercrown 10 uh, still has the same uh, Mexican uh, San Andreas binder. It says harvested from the highest priming available. Um, is that what I said? You said binder. Uh, well, I meant wrapper. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling being this information. so pedantic today. You are. You are. That's, That's actually not pedantic. Oh. Dang it! Very- Try it. Uh, but close, close enough. Went uh, <laughs> in Rome. Yeah. This, uh, all this information is available on cigardojo.com if you're interested in pulling it up. Um, and they changed the binder. This binder is broadleaf from the Connecticut River Valley on this particular one with uh, Nicar- all Nicaraguan fillers. So no Brazilian Modafina in these and a different binder, it looks like. But uh, other than that, very similar blend. But it, to me, and this is the first time. Maybe the second time that I'm smoking this cigar, I think it's the first time. It's, um, I think it's a bit punchier than the uh, than the regular blend. And Randy, we're smoking. Excuse me, I'm smoking the size that came with the the freestyle, freestyle kit, yeah. which is As the uh, Toro size, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but uh, it has been released, I believe, in all available Vitolas. You guys had the Corona Viva there. Uh, Corona Viva in the original Undercrown. Probably my favorite. Dogma. I've heard uh, that a lot. The, the, dogma, the dogma comes in second for me. Mm. Sorry, guys. Wow. Mm. You're fired. That's, You're that's, fired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, moving come, right come along. Man. <laughs> no, I, the Corona Viva for me has always been uh, has always been the favorite. I honestly I haven't smoked them back to back to tell you. Um, but uh, both very good, obviously. But uh, I'd be curious to smoke this in the Corona Viva. So far, it's burning super, super slow. And the ash is like bright, bright white next to this wrapper that is super, super dark. Um, but very, very tasty. But the interesting thing is, and the way we ended up uh, on this um, with this pairing is like from it was a, a quote from Pedro, Pedro Gomez, true estate spokesperson. That's what they say here. I don't know what his actual title is. You guys know what Pedro's title is? I think it's factory spokesman. Oh, well, there you go. It's actually perfectly correct. And of course you think it is because I think you wrote this. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> uh, he says the, the Undercrown 10 offers smokers an experience of Mexican hot chocolate. Like that's the first flavor profile that they gave for the cigar. So obviously it makes sense 
to uh, to throw that pairing out. We'll double down on those Mexican hot chocolate flavors, right? I'm glad it's we like, thought of this, it's Randy. Like professionals put this pairing together or something. It's weird. It's weird. I'm really glad we thought of it. Uh, and uh, but after Mexican hot chocolate, it has naturally sweet hints of raisin and cacao, waves of intense black pepper, mm-hmm. alongside notes of sun-dried cherries, espresso, woodiness, and earthiness. I think that's a really, really good description. I like that you said punchier. You know, obviously you 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 noted that uh, the filler is all Nicaragua now rather than uh, the the blend with the uh, with the Montefina. I think uh, you know, uh, so I think they introduced a lot more black pepper with that Nicaraguan filler, and then obviously going from the Habano um, Habano binder back to that broadleaf binder adding more of that uh, that espresso earthiness well maybe the espresso is really coming more from the the wrapper the mexican san andreas but but that earthiness that uh broadleaf so well known for uh i think comes through i think this is a, a similar cigar but but yeah you notice it's a little bit more refined it's a little bit more complex uh, you know again talking about uh how we were referring to the beverage it, it has more of that spiciness more, more of those layers of complexity uh, I think it's really, really apt to say that it uh, is reminiscent of Mexican hot chocolate. Yeah, and it's got, <clears throat> I mean, this has to have some some uh, Esteli Lajero in it because it's definitely got, that black pepper is very, very present. Yeah. It's usually I think of black pepper as being more present on the retrohale than anything else. Mm-hmm. But this is really, I feel it. You yeah. feel it actually. Feel you feel it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. You feel yeah, it. I didn't. I didn't mean to say that, but it's that's what I said. I mean, because that's obviously what what what's happening. You feel it on the palate. I think a bit. Uh, it's it's heavier on the palate. Maybe um, is a is a good way to put it, but uh, not a, not in a bad way. Um, it is uh, smoothing out for me. I'm probably I don't know. Getting into the second quarter. You know, we just uh, we just had Two the drill. No, we're not there yet. No, we just we just finished up the the first quarter, commercial break, coming back, and uh, all right, very good. Um, yeah, you know, so we're uh, we're about to uh, commercial break. Still said. ahead of us. <laughs> that would have been a good one, Randy. You could have just Jeez, that reminded Randy. me. Yeah, that would have been perfect. That wasn't planned. Um, but anyway, really, really digging the cigar. And uh, Randy, does that remind you of anything? It does remind <laughs> me of something, Rob. Randy. Nacido en el piso del salón de la gran fábrica Drew Estate Underground es un testamento de los apasionados, creativos y talentuosos torcedores y roleros de Drew Estate. Este liga usa la misma tabaco limitada de liga privada. Este liga salió en un gran éxito por la reacción celebrando los trabajadores héroes que trabajan en la gran fábrica Drew Estate. Underground representa un viaje increíble, descubrimiento por el honorable y leal príncipe la gran fábrica Drew Estate y todos en su reino. All hail the king. <laughs> yes. Is it more? That was. That's the whole thing. I, that was, I thought there would be a smoke in part. That was incredible. What, was there? 
I don't know. Uh, they're, they're, and, and a special <laughs> thing to Smoke In, who, who sponsor all cigars. Smoke here on Flavor Odyssey. Check them out at smokein.com. There you go. There you go. That's, that's what I was waiting for. That was, <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. That was, that was amazing, Randy. I, I picked up four or five of the words that you said. Okay. And, and they were, they were Drew Estate, uh, <laughs> un, un, Undercrown. Um, Exclusivo, and, maybe. Yeah, that's, that one was in there. Yeah, yeah, that that took a lot of work, man. I'll I'll, I'll tell you, I, I I worked really hard. I took their cell sheet, and uh, and and you know told the story about how you know what we've already said really that uh, you know this came from from the workers and uh, you know it was a it was a heralded success. It really was, you know, to allow the 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 workers on the salon floor uh, to develop a blend that they could smoke freely, um, and for them to have learned so much from. Um, from the direction of the other cigars, primarily from the League of Pravada series, that they were able to put this together and uh, and have it be such a, a wild success. And here we are 10 years later uh, celebrating uh, that uh, with them. And, uh, yeah, we're super honored to uh, get to be sponsored by Drew Estate. And it's just really cool to be able to, like, in Spanish, be like, La Gran Fabrica, Drew Estate, you know? <laughs> that, that, just, that part sounded amazing. <laughs> you take on the whole persona, man. I appreciate. Other than that, that. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, if I want the translation, I just need to find their sales sheet. Uh, yeah. I'll dig it, I, I'll, yeah, I'll dig it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll dig it up. No, that was great. That was great. Thanks, Randy. Um, now, like, again, you know, I, I figured it was such a, you know, we had this a great Mexican vibe. You know, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, the San Andreas Negro uh, last week. And um, and and how popular uh, the tobacco had, had had become, and and when that became the focal uh, varietal uh, from the Mexican Peninsula, really um, that uh, changed the nature. And it's such a great Maduro, um, and again, a- adding that rich espresso uh, character really does wonders in this uh, in this blend. So I'm I'm looking here, and we've got so this is available in four sizes. That are going to be regular production, so that's regular production moving forward. Um, and then uh, there's two limited edition sizes: uh, the Undercrown Factory Floor Edition, which is a six by forty-six Lonsdale, Randy, uh, which I would really like to smoke. And the Undercrown Ten Tuani, uh, six by fifty-two. Bellicoso. That's like an event stick for, uh, for Pedro, right? Yep. Is it really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, the floor edition. That sounds. I mean, you, you make something in a Lonsdale, and, oh. and I'm, I'm, I already want to smoke it, so <laughs> I will have to. Uh, I will have to do my best to track some of those down. Um, <clears throat> the black pepper on this, on the retro, it just doesn't quit. Yeah, I, it, it started to kind of mellow out, but now it just. It seems like it's coming back with like a vengeance now. It's crazy. I'm surprised. It's just. I, I don't think I've had a cigar that had this much black pepper in it, in a while. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we talked about that before with the dogma. I, I actually think that the dogma Vitola is the most black pepper forward um, mm-hmm. Vitola of the original blend. And and it's funny because you say that, you, you know, we are so used to that Esseli um, Lajero, the way they will mix it into the blend that will be in spots that you'll have those like, like you'll hit an inch where it's doubled up or something like that, where it's just so prominent and then it mellows. And a lot of times, you know, I've heard the term front loaded or back loaded, you know, if it's right 
at the foot right when you light it if it's super spicy and then mellows seems to be a real common uh way to blend um but yeah i'm with you i mean i'm still only about like you i'm I'm just getting to the second quarter here but yeah there's no end in sight to the black pepper (laughs) and it's i'm just surprised how slow this is burning oh sorry i I was gonna show you this is the uh there. I was totally going to say, as soon as he was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's super limited that only uh, only our guy gets it. I was thinking, well, so in other words, you have some. Yeah. So there you go. 20. But of course. Super cool. Don't looking. confuse it. It's not the yeah. Underground 20. It's, it's the Underground, underground 10, 10 to 20. 20. But it's 10, a, 10 to 20. So it's event only uh, and a neat little box you get there. So make sure you go to any Drew Estate event and you get a chance at one of those bad boys. Yeah, which which event were you able to attend? That's pretty cool, Eric. I live. My life is an event. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me well, or not, uh, but I'm kind of like a human event. <laughs> <laughs> you are. That's for sure. You, you bring Randy anywhere, and it's uh, you change the entire complexity of the, uh, the event. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, let's get into this pairing a little bit. <clears throat> Randy, for me, there is... There's a lot of flavor overlap here. Big time. And I'm I almost feel like there's too much. Like it's a little bit now granted they they're, they're they're not exactly the same but I mean with the the cigar I am getting that it, the cigar is more of a dark chocolate vibe. So it's I feel like we're enhancing the chocolate on on each on each side of the pairing here so that's maybe that's probably the best uh traditional uh flavor hook here but uh, the spice on both sides, um, surprisingly, the spice from this uh, from this abuelita is is holding up very well. It's very present when I take a sip; like I really taste it. Um, and that there's that sweetness that comes from this that mellows that black pepper out. Obviously, um, there's a lot happening. I I almost feel like it's too much. I can see where uh, where you're going with that. Obviously, I mean, again, you get you get espresso chocolate and and in uh, that level of richness and roastiness in both. Very certainly, you get some baking spice characteristics. I got probably too much cinnamon uh, on the floater of of my beverage, but but you you're right. There's so many resonating characteristics, and again, you know, I went with a little bit spicier version on, on the beverage, which I think it's helping it to um, to also lend to that uh, black pepper and 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 I and I really like what you said about the uh, the sweetness in the beverage actually uh, maybe may mellowing that but it is ultra intense it is a extremely high intensity uh, pairing um, where where it's just I mean it's almost overpowering but that being said it, none of it's canceling out. Um, they're, they're of an equal intensity, right? So, so that, you know, neither one are running over the other, which I think, um, is interesting because it is such a freaking intense beverage and that this cigar isn't just being completely, uh, you know, blindsided by it, uh, goes to illustrate the intensity of the cigar. The cigar is, is huge. I can't wait to get into this with some bourbon. Yeah, and it's it's interesting though because what you're drinking is very different from what I'm drinking. It's true. <clears throat> like mine's very basic, but like even then, while you were talking, I took a just a quick sip, and the cinnamon is so pronounced, it's really there. Like it's right up front, 
and you can't get away from it. I, I, I get it on the nose and I get it. And it, I mean, this kind of coats the palate because it is uh, a cream based milk based co- or cocktail, uh, milk based beverage. I'm not drinking a cocktail. Um, Oh, you know what? That's that's the that's probably the biggest thing I wasn't even thinking. I've got four ounces of rum in mine. Good lord, uh, man! <laughs> in that glass? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and I feel it. Bro. Sweet Jesus! <laughs> yeah, 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 brother, my face feels great. I was tired when I came on the air. I'm feeling good. <laughs> wow, that's. Uh, I was going to. I was going to like walk this past my bar, maybe get half a shot in there. Four ounces. Good lord, man. Uh, that's aggressive. Well, well, I was going to say it, I think it actually is thinning mm-hmm. some of that richness that, 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 that maybe, uh, that maybe, um, is why it's not quite as overpowering for me. I, I think, I think the rum's actually, um, aiding in the pairing quite a bit. That's interesting. Yeah. I think to me, n- normally when we're, when we're doing a pairing show, I tend to, it's like one for one, a sip for a puff. Usually. I mean, I, I'm not, uh, dogmatic about it it just is something that uh, thank you it's just something that uh that tends to happen that was good but with this i've i find myself puffing on the cigar a lot more than i am drinking the beverage because it is so sweet it is so thick um it is uh <laughs> that's uh we're, we're, we have some fun comments if you're listening on podcast you are missing out by not watching the show first of all you miss randy's uh luxurious outfits um and uh his uh his his international spy look i still think you need to unbutton one more button but that's just me give the um, people what they want see, see i i would but if i were wearing that white is, is that a guayabera of course if if i was wearing that white guayabera there would not be that much of a difference between my skin tone and the um. shirt so i could have it completely unbuttoned and no one would know Wow, wow, that's that's uh, that's quite quite the visual. Thank you. Uh, and, and Chad, to Chad, I am not pairing with straight rum. This is a a large vessel. It is a full sixteen ounce uh, glass. So I have a full twelve ounces of hot chocolate in here to go with it, which is uh, you know really flavoring my rum at a at a high level. Uh, <laughs> that's that is that's an aggressive take, man. Four ounces, good for you. Um, <laughs> Boys, what's uh, what's your experience? Have you have you moved, Jordan? Have you moved on to? Uh, have you added bourbon in there? Or you, I'm very, I'm at the third stage right now. So, yeah. yeah, I went I went into the cold stage, and then I quickly jumped from the cold stage into the cold bourbon stage because the cold stage sucked. <laughs> this, <laughs> I, I would say, the just regular old uh, Mexican hot chocolate, easily the best. Then. The cold with the bourbon, then cold. Is, I'm not doing anything for me. It's just like milk. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with the the hot chocolate, no bourbon, and I also have a glass of just bourbon. I, I was yeah, I was literally gonna ask. Well, since it's a non-alcoholic but beverage, I gotta say, bourbon I gotta say, I like the uh, the regular hot chocolate with this pairing. I, I like it too. I, I think that's the uh, that's the sweet spot. This it it does something to the cigar, kind of. Uh, Mellows out some of the uh, peppery flavor, and then the cigar sort of adds a little pepper to just the sweet, milky chocolate of the drink. And I would say those two things elevate each other. I, when I take the drink of the bourbon, it's certainly not bad. It's it's fun, 
But I think that the the original pairing that you guys picked out is is, is a step ahead. Yeah, I think it's uh, um, they're very similar, but I don't think that they're getting there anything's getting lost because the drink has this real cre- warm creaminess to it. It's almost like um, if you're eating like a chocolate piece of chocolate cheesecake covered in uh, black pepper. No, <laughs> Choc- chocolate chips. The cigar is the oh, chocolate I chips. The cheesecake is the is the drink, and I like that nice. the drink is bringing the cinnamon over. That, that I don't think the cigar has the Mexican chocolate thing that they're talking about. The cigar is pepper, um, and uh, it's it's like it's like uncracked pepper. Like I feel like when you get like peppercorn. Yeah. yeah, like peppercorns. When you when you feel it on the palate, I take that as like uncracked peppercorns, and when you feel it in the no, in the retrohale, that's like you know sharp cru- crushed black pepper. This is more in the uncracked region. Yeah, I think you're definitely getting both. Uh, the one I, I liked your uh, your analogy though. The one thing I would say is this is this is probably more like chocolate tres leches cake mm. as opposed mm-hmm. to okay. chocolate, uh, chocolate cheesecake. cheesecake. Cause cheesecake has that that kind of sour, mm. you okay. know, kind yeah, of vibe to it. But I get on board with that. I, I I like them both honestly. But uh, yeah. I, I, Again, that's that might be a little pedantic, but um, <laughs> but a slight variation on what you're saying. But I, I I totally dig that, and I I think that the if I would have stayed with the hot hot chocolate, I probably would have enjoyed it more. I am still enjoying it. Uh, the hot chocolate and this particular cigar for me is like that would be great in the morning. You're mm. out fishing or something. And you want to get a little fancy while you, you got the line out there because you know you're not going to catch anything. So you just sit there and enjoy the the Mexican hot chocolate while it's still hot, and and smoke the cigar. That I think that would be the way to go. I'm I'm glad that uh, Eric that you stuck with it and somebody did the pairing right. Now I don't know about you, but um, I I kind of think I like the I've only had the Toro and the Corona Viva. I kind of think I like the Toro better, a little more. Meat on the bones. Yeah, I think so too. The Corona Viva in this case, um, it's. I think I want a little more meat on the bones. I mean, just I've like already you just said. Uh, I've already lit up a second one. It's just you, you can burn this thing in a half an hour. Oh well, I'm not even halfway through. I feel like right. this is like a two-hour smoke for me. Yeah, it's burning so slow. Yeah. In in a really, I mean, that's a good thing in a really good way. Yeah, no, I haven't had super to really dense. Blend. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had to relight and or anything like that. I mean, it's burning. Great. It's got the bright white ash on it. Um, very well-made cigar, which we tend to expect from Drew Estate. But, uh, and yeah, just I, like I, most Drew Estate cigars, it, the, the smoke production is plentiful as well, which we've talked a lot about uh, having that very mouth-filling kind of uh, uh, you know, effect. Yeah. Which is good with this, uh, with this creamy beverage. Does, yeah, yeah, maintain, yeah, I agree. Maintain everything across the board. So... Intensity-wise, Randy, you think we're? I mean, yours is. I think we nailed. Uh, should we even ask this question? Because yours yeah, is, no, this is about thumbs as up intense sure. as it gets. Yeah, this is that these didn't run each other over is uh, is a small miracle. That's a thumbs up. This is uh, again, it's a decadent and intense pairing. It is not for the the you know the the lighthearted or or meek. Or, or just everyday passing, uh, smoking and drinking pairing, but uh, but is an exceptionally uh, kind of celebratory, uh, very very exceptional pairing. Yeah, if you're skittish, this might uh, be a little bit much for you on the flavor side of things. Uh, what do these run? Do we know the MSRP on this one? 
no, a million oh, from, dollars. They range no. from ten fifty to thirteen fifty. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so not not uh, not super expensive, but I mean, you do you feel like you're like I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I mean, I do feel like I'm smoking something special. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it, it's 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 got it's got some some meat to it, like you were saying, Jordan. It's this doesn't feel this does not feel at all like a cheap cigar. Not that anyone says that it does, but it's just even in your hand, like it just feels. I don't know. I'm. I'm now I don't even have the fancy band on it. Robbie, like I, just, I gotta throw a thumbs up here. Or th- oh, I gotta th- throw a thumbs, thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Thumbs up. Yeah. I, it's it's definitely a thumbs up for me. I think the the hot version will be better, um, and uh, a, a beautiful byproduct I think of this uh, segment of the show is we have uh, our thirty fifth shirt idea. Where I think on the front it just says Flavor Odyssey, on the back it says I also have bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And, and, and I also have bourbon. Yeah, it should that that should be that should definitely be a show. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Now I, I was gonna say on this one, Jordan. Um, I, I think that the the Mexican hot chocolate was a really genius pick by you guys because there's something about the cinnamon that's bringing in. Um, something more interesting to this uh pairing and and if i was just drinking regular hot chocolate i think it would be fine it would taste really good but the cinnamon adds some sort of layer of complexity and i'm not like typically like a cinnamon chocolate guy always but this particular one with this mexican hot chocolate and the cinnamon it's really really doing something fun with the black pepper on this cigar and so like like randy said like the rich i don't know if you guys have ever had just like a you know, do you ever go to, like, that Claim Jumper restaurant and they bring, like, this giant, you know, cake, this chocolate cake with, like, 47 layers of chocolate? Like, that's how rich this pairing is. The two of them combined is rich, but sometimes you like a, a really rich pairing like that. And this particular pairing is super rich like that, but the cinnamon gives uh, the fun note to me. Like, that adds, like, the little bit, just a little bit over the top. So I would go thumbs up on regular hot chocolate, but I'd go, like, thumbs, thumbs up. With this Mexican hot chocolate. Yeah. I mean, um, I think this might have been one of the best cups of hot chocolate I've ever had. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, uh, it is good. In, in, the, in the hot form. Um, yeah, I mean, the, all the things we've said so far. I mean, the, the cigars got more complexity to it for sure. But it's nice. It's fun to kind of see that, like, that dark, almost like Hershey's chocolate mixed with now here's a very creamy version of that same kind of flavor component. Um, uh yeah, that was a thumbs up. I'm I'm glad you said that, Eric, about the cinnamon because <clears throat> I was saying earlier that the, the cinnamon is super present. Yep. It's surprisingly present. I when you when I tasted it before um, the show, before I started smoking the cigar, I was like, "Wow, this is pretty good." I wonder if that cinnamon is even going to stand up to the cigar, but it just it cuts right through everything. Yeah, and it really I think that is the that is the X factor as far as my drink is concerned. Randy's got eight X factors in his plus four ounces of rum. So uh, you probably don't even, I mean, I don't even know if you taste anything anymore, uh, but you're feeling pretty good because you look like you're having a great time. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is where, uh, Jordan, you should have the, the video queued up ready uh, for Randy dancing in the pool uh, whenever uh, his face looks like this. He is, I, 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 I know we're getting close to the end, but I want to keep going and I want to pepper Randy with questions right now. It's been a good show. I appreciate everybody tuning in, logging on. Randy, what's your PIN number on your credit card? (laughs) Just give give us your PIN number. Give us the uh, the alphabet backwards. (laughs) Um, 
Anyway, no, this was... In retrospect, yeah. four ounces might have been overdoing <laughs> the rum edition. It might have. Uh, I would have gone one, but that's just me. Um, I would have been doing it for flavor. Randy was... I don't know what your goals were, but I think you achieved them. Um, <laughs> so this uh, we're, this officially wraps up the chocolatey segment yeah. for season three. We've got a wild card episode next week that we will announce uh, shortly. Not tonight, but shortly. Uh, and then we've got the trade show. Right. So we've, yeah. we're all traveling uh, on the 8th, so we'll, we will take that, that, uh, that week off. Maybe we could do a, I, I don't know, maybe we could do something uh, that week. We could talk about it off air. But we're all going to be in the same place. I don't know if that's... We're going to be doing live from the pool in Vegas, bottles of rum, bottles of other stuff. It's going to be fabulous. <laughs> He's hammered. Jeez. <laughs> He's hammered. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this this is actually pretty pretty great. Um, I wish this, I wish you were drinking your second one during the show because this would have been a lot of fun. Uh, but like I said, we do have uh, a wild card episode next week. We'll let you all know what that is. Shortly, we have a few different options that we need to work our way through, um, and then we will kick off the next segment once we get back from uh, the trade show. We get back with that Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. Before, so we will uh, we'll be uh, live again the following Wednesday, which is what the fifteenth, I think. Sixteenth. I don't know. Something along those lines. Uh, what's going on on Smoke Night Live? Uh, this how was I? Okay, I have to ask. How was the uh, how was the scorpion? Because I did not get to tune in. So the scorpion that we ate on the show last week was actually uh, it sort of tasted like a combination of uh, I don't know uh, sunflower seeds and beef jerky. It was and like pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds, maybe. Yeah, pumpkin seeds. Is, and so it was. It wasn't uh, terrible. I mean, you know, it was uh, it was an interesting experience. <laughs> so it was kind of good, actually. Yeah, it wasn't Scorpions bad. Again, this is what it was like. It was like the the taste of pumpkin seeds and the texture of coffee beans. Like mm. if you're like, it was that crunchy. Hmm. Wow, That's, that just sounds terrible. Um, but uh, what's going on on Smoke Night Live this weekend? So this this Friday? this Friday night is a show that we've been setting up, trying to do for a long, long time. You guys, we spend our whole lives, premium cigar smokers, is trying to smoke every fancy hand-rolled cigar that we can get our hands on. And we just decided, you know, there's this huge other segment of the market. In fact, it dwarfs the premium cigar market. And that is, you know, uh, machine-made, you might want to call them convenience store cigars. For this episode, we're calling it... uh, Get the gas station cigar uh, showdown. So we are going to be smoking um, Al Capone's Swisher Sweets, Backwoods, Wow, White Owl, Black and Mild, Philly's Blunt, Yes, and Dutch Masters. So we're gonna basically we're gonna take a deep dive into this. Now our idea isn't just to you know, to just uh, mock these and, and, and say, oh, we're cigar snobs. We want to, you know, give them a fair shake, uh, see how they really smoke and how, the, how it boils down. And then to add a little wrinkle into the show, boys, and I think you guys are going to appreciate this, we'll also be drinking um, bourbon that has no alcohol in it. Oh! What? So we'll be drinking a non-alcoholic bourbon. But yeah. then on the side, you'll have a glass of bourbon, right? Well, hell yeah. We got, uh, <laughs> no, that is. I, also, I also have bourbon. So uh, this stuff is super interesting. And the idea here, I don't think, it's not really to drink neat. 
uh, I think the, 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 the precipice of this or whatever you want to call it is the idea that you could cut your alcohol intake in a night. Maybe you make three, if you're going to have three old fashions with two shots each, in, you know, you, instead you'd have one shot and then one shot of this. So it, it really isn't to completely take the place of bourbon, but it, it, it's, it's, I think it's more geared towards Extend your extending the night, not waking up with a huge you know, hang over the next day. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what that's like. We're really excited to, uh, to give it a shot. That's, uh, that's interesting. I'm curious. Uh, speaking of hangovers, Randy, how are you feeling? <laughs> we should have got Randy some uh, non-alcoholic rum for this show. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, anyway, this was a lot of fun. Uh, this was, uh, this chocolate segment in and of itself was, I think we knew that once we planned that we were going to do a chocolate segment, it would be a lot of fun. Uh, we, we did some different things with, uh, with some of the drinks, definitely two that were just outside of the box. Um, <clears throat> and I actually really liked the chocolate old fashioned, surprisingly. Um, but uh, yeah, this was a cool segment. So we'll be back. Uh, we got next week. We'll have wildcard episode. We'll let you know within the next couple of days what that's going to be. And um, after that, we've got two weeks before that's going to happen. So we'll let you guys know um, all the pairings in the next segment so you can uh, plan ahead as soon as possible. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to uh, Drew Estate for sponsoring us. And um, thank you for making this cigar. This was really good. Like, seriously, I've been smoking this for an hour, a little more than an hour. And I'm only halfway through. It's crazy how slow it's burning. Now, granted, I've been talking a lot, but still. Uh, Everybody have, uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next week as the Odyssey continues. 